Keely. Important note, a calm, serene environment is a must. Relax and enjoy. Healy is a portable IMF frequency program that boosts health, vitality, and well-being. The perfect system for in-home use. Frequencies for life. Healy. Scan and shop. Follow and like. Hello, everyone, and welcome to 360 Wisdom Speaks. And we have our guest today calling in from upstate New York, Erin Baker. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, we're going to have a good time tonight. Are you ready to have a good time? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Well, we're going to have a little bio here and share with the audience what Erin is all about. Erin Baker is a holistic health practitioner. She is also a life, health, and transformational coach. Wow, that's quite impressive there, young lady. And she's also a former research scientist. I want to know more about that one. She takes a unique individualized approach to each person, understanding and being sensitive to their past physical and emotional traumas, and how that is affecting their current health condition. By bringing a natural and holistic approach to Western medicine, she provides supplemental strategies, modalities, and nutritional support for their current health goals. Wow, that sounds impressive. <laughs> okay, so tell us a little bit about you know, how you bring all this together with that Western medicine and into incorporating the holistic side of things and how, you know, that has changed not only your life, but the lives of those now that you are coaching in those three different avenues. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, so I was very Western med trained originally back in the day. And I know a lot about, uh, you know, the diagnosis and the typical treatment plans that you see. So, but what happens with a typical Western medicine is they give you a diagnosis, they give you a treatment plan, but they don't actually dive into what got you to that state, right? So they don't ask the questions, how did we get here? And unless you actually, you know, get the question, the answer to how did you get here, how are you going to heal? We have to kind of take those steps back. And so when I sit down, what I really focus on is uncovering what got us to that point. Because a lot of times the physical manifestation of disease or disharmony actually starts from something emotional. It starts from a past trauma. It starts from an environmental factor. There's some other cause, right? And so we, we want to uncover that and work on what really caused it if we expect to heal and have an, a positive outcome. And that's really where I come in is depending on what the cause was for the person individually, because we all have a different life path, a different story. There's a million different reasons that could have caused us to be in the state that we're in now. Then I know what to step into. Is it nutritional? Is it mindset? Um, is it, do they need some, you know, alternative holistic modalities to really, you know, give more of a robust treatment to help their body, you know, learn how to heal? And that's really where I focus on is that first part of how did we get here? And that's really, to me, that was the missing puzzle piece in 
you know, that typical Western medicine was really combining the two. So when you combine that holistic natural health care, which really takes a step in, in looking into that, you know, where did we come from? How did we get here? Those other aspects, put them together and you get beautiful outcomes. You know, that sounds absolutely truth. You know, it's like, yeah, it makes different, you know, it really makes a difference. And, and I know working with clients myself uh, and working in that emotional aspect, that is so much a critical part of everything in our health, whether it's a mental health, the emotional health, the spiritual health, and, and then it also impacts that physical health when we store all those pent up emotions, right? Can you capitalize a little bit on how the emotions really play a role in that physical health? Yeah, you know, it's, it's something that makes so much sense when you think about it is how emotions, you know, emotions create chemical reactions in the body. And if we stay in a state of, you know, continual, say, negative emotion or something that's not desirable, over time, those chemical reactions are building up, they're building up, they're building up. And it's going to cause a disharmony in the body, a dis-ease. And I always say, you know, think about um, each person's a little different, but say you get into an argument with someone, right? And you've had a very stressful day, a really big argument. What normally happens? You have a stomach ache or you have a headache. And that is the physical manifestation of those emotions, those chemical reactions. And so think if you have, you're angry at someone, right? Say you're angry and you had a big fight and it, you, you left and you're like, oh, I have such a headache. But you don't forgive. And you, can, you hold on to that anger. Well, now you're going to continually have those chemical reactions kind of stirring and, and just building over time. And it could manifest to where now you have chronic migraines or now something else is going on in the future because you never dealt with those stored emotions. You just let them fester. And people don't realize the power in our emotions that really, it's, they're very powerful. They're not just this kind of you know, woo-woo thing that disappears when we're done. If we don't deal with our emotions, there's ongoing chemical reactions that are just going to keep going on inside of our body. Yeah, that is so true. And anger stores in the liver, you yeah. know, and so when we store that and then it builds upon. So when someone else gets us in that anxious state and we get into that anger, because sometimes we feel like we need to be on the defense, right? That we have to stand up for our belief or our truth. We, we get in that fighting, at, you know, aspect of things where that anger starts to build. And it's like, wow you know, coming to that conclusion, and that was probably one of the hardest things for me to learn, was that I don't have to prove anything or explain anything to anyone. You know, my truth is my truth, and I have to honor someone else for their truth. Just because it doesn't coincide with mine doesn't make them wrong and me right or vice versa. And when I gave up that freedom of anger, because I had, oh my gosh, I had so much stored anger. It was such a huge relief to let that go. And I do know a lot of people that hold that anger and they're, and they're like, no, there's no way I'm forgiving that person for blah, 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 blah. You know, and it's like, well, did you know anger is kind of like taking poison and hope hoping the other person will die, right? And, and that kind of stops them. You know, the first time someone said that to me, I'm like, what? What did you just say? Right? Mm -hmm. Have you found that to be true, you know, with yourself maybe and even with some of your clients? Oh, definitely. I will say anger was kind of my go-to growing up. That was, you know, I think everyone has a certain emotion. They maybe they just fall into and where the pathways kind of align and where you grow them. And for me, it was anger. Anger was more comfortable than sadness and vulnerability. 
And so I went down the anger route and it took a very long time. I mean, I had a lot of physical manifestations. I had bleeding ulcers by the time I was 13. Um, you know, and I, it, it took years for me to realize I was only hurting myself. My anger wasn't actually affecting anyone else that I was angry at. They weren't getting any repercussions. It was just me. I was walking around hurting myself by holding on to this anger and it wasn't doing me any good, you know, and letting that go was so powerful. Yeah. I, that I would have to say was my go-to as well. I didn't manifest, um, ulcers or anything, but I did manifest depression. <laughs> that, so, you know, one's just as dangerous as the other. And um, it was held there for so long. And, you know, other aspects, things happen in life. And it actually brought me to a point of almost suicide, you know, and that was my wake up call. So when we look at those emotions, they are really prevalent you know, into how we respond in life. And so the more you can become aware and then release it, it's like, oh my gosh, you talk about a load off, right? It just, there's nothing like that relief when it's like, oh, you mean I don't have to feel like that anymore? What Mm -hmm. a concept, right? It really is. (laughs) You know, it feels like you're, you've taken a hundred pounds off your back. Oh gosh, for sure. For sure. And, and, you know, later in life, you know, I mean, this was back in the seventies and mine went away and it was, I said, that was a long time ago, but I still remember the relief that I felt, you know, and so to be able to, you know, help others in that directional, you know, um, performance and to really recognize the damage that emotions can happen, you know, and what they can do. And again, you know, as a child, when you're building all of this stuff up, it's a self-made anger, right? Because it's like you weren't able to speak your voice or whatever, and then you start taking it out on yourself. Oh, what's wrong with me? I can't even, I can't even, right? And so, oh my gosh, it's just quite interesting. And um, I know for me, moving into this uh, arena of holistic health. And, and that's where you went. So again, when you talk about moving into that holistic direction, you know, how did that impact your life? You know, in that moment when, when you got that, aha, that, wow, there's more than Western medicine, you know, and working in that holistic avenue, because you also take it what into nutrition, right? Yeah. How does yeah. that impact the emotional aspects? You know, maybe like like eating sweets or something. How do you go through that? Uh, you know, and it's funny. It's very simple. And this is what I love is, you know, something even as simple as people who crave sweets, right? Something with sweetness is a lot of times it's because you're lacking sweetness in your life. And it's, it's, and to have people start recognizing that. So, you know, looking at nutrition. So if your body's craving a food and so maybe, you know, and I always go to sweets because that tends to be pretty common. Is I'm like, where in your life are you missing sweetness? Is it in your home? Are you just, do you just need a hug? Are you not getting enough physical touch? Where, why are you craving the sweetness in the food? And a lot of times people will just kind of smile when I say that. And they're like, no, you're right. And it's, it's immediate that they're like, yep, there is some sweetness missing. And understanding too, like the microbiome then. You have to think when you're, you know, you're not feeding your body the way that it's, it really truly needs because you're just not listening right? That's what that came down to. So when you're craving sweets, you just kind of, there's a little tweak in the translation. You wanted a hug, you wanted sweetness. 
and you translate it as, oh, I want sweets. So when you fix the translation, now you fix that microbiome because now you're going to be feeding it differently. And that microbiome is where, uh, you know, 90% of your serotonin is made. Most of your neurotransmitters, they are made in the gut. And so now you're you know, your mindset, your behavior is going to change. Those neural, the neurotransmitters are going to become more balanced. You're going to feel better. And it's simply from recognizing the cravings or maybe a, a craving for something else and then actually giving it what it needs. It's a very interesting dynamic if you think about how all connected it all is. Yeah, that makes, you know, really perfectly good sense. You know, too, and sometimes we're treated, you know, that eating disorder and that's, you know, sweets and whatever, you know, it's like you're sad. And rather than having an open conversation, you know, with a parent or uh, someone who is the guardian over you, right? It's like, oh, here, have a candy bar or here, have a can of pop or, you know, right? A piece yeah. of cake, you know, and that can be even more damaging than some of the emotional stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Well, because then we've now associated that with love. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it's, and it makes sense. And, you know, and they had good intentions, right? We always have to realize that, that the people who taught you those things, it yes. may not be the best, but they had good intentions. It was because they loved you, right? They wanted you to enjoy it. It just, you know, maybe wasn't the best thing now. <laughs> I was thinking, how? <laughs> maybe it's not the best thing now. Um, but it did have a good intention. Exactly. And then you have to also look back as like, they were doing with what they knew as well, right? Mm -hmm. We just passed these habits down from generation to generation to generation. You know, so being able to, you know, see where that story goes and, and how it got its origination point, right? Oh, definitely. I tell, you know, everyone, which I find this to me is one of the most powerful takeaways is when you can fully embrace the fact that everyone in your life that you've ever come in contact with, even at their worst, is doing the best that they could do in that moment, right? They're dealing with something else. They're dealing with stress. They're dealing with unknown things. And everyone is showing up and they're trying to do their best. It may not have been the best of what for you or what you could, you know, would have liked to have seen, but they were in that moment struggling. And if you can kind of have that kindness and that compassion for if somebody hurt you, that was that, you know, they hurt you, but they were doing the best they could in that moment that maybe something else was going on. That frees up so much stuff. And that really changes how you look at your past and your past traumas and right. how you look at the future. And I find that to be one of the most powerful things is when you can start to wrap your head around that, that we're all doing the best we can all the time. And we have to look at perception too, how you perceive mm -hmm. things as a child. It's not the same way you perceive things oh, as no. an adult, exactly. yet it's that old programming that wants to sneak up and get you when you least expect it. Mm -hmm. And it's say, no, no, but remember back then, hey, no, but, 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 you know, and pretty soon it takes over and you're right back playing that old story over and over and over, you know, and then, you know, one time, you know, that a same event or similar event might happen. And it doesn't bother you at all. And then another time, it's like, you just go off like a loose cannon, right? Oh, it's so true. You know, but that's where the growth is. I always laugh. I'm like, <laughs> we're not, we're, you know, we're human. And, and that's, it. you know, growth isn't a straight line, right? It isn't perfect. And that's where, you know, the compassion comes in. And, you know, you're, you're, and I always, you know, I laugh because it's like, you know, the, the meaning we made out of it when we were three years old. We can laugh at it now because even, you know, we can always look back and be like, I see where it comes from, 
Right. But that was a three-year-old really making, it made sense to a three-year-old. A lot of times when you think of those past traumas, you know, I mean, I have so many clients that have abandonment issues and it could be something as simple as that they were sick and they were in the hospital and their parents weren't allowed to see him, see them. And I remember I was one of them. I know in fact, there was croup. If you had croup, you were put in a tent. Right. No one was allowed. Right. And so this, now the meaning for that three-year-old was I was abandoned when I was needed someone the most when I was sick. Right. The person, the, the people who loved me left me. Exactly, exactly. Right? And when you can bring that into your awareness, then you have something to work on to start making the shifts, you know, that are so necessary and change those neurotransmitters, those old beliefs and stuff. So that's what's really powerful in that energy work and, and changing those thought processes. We're going to take a short break here. Uh, and when we come back, Erin's going to share how she actually moved from Western medicine and what some of her aha moments were throughout her journey. And uh, we'll return in just a moment. Healy, important note, a calm, serene environment is a must. Relax and enjoy. Healy is a portable IMF frequency program that boosts health, vitality, and well-being. The perfect system for in-home use. Frequencies for life. Healy. Scan and shop. Follow and like. Welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest from upstate New York, Erin Baker, has been sharing her story all about what alternative medicine has meant to her, how she works with all of her clients and helping them to understand that it's not their issue. It's something that was built years ago and what they can do now to move into a, half, a happier state of mind and even in a physical state of well-being. What happened to you as a child? And what took you on the journey to, yeah, I, to get you into the, that field, right? Yeah, I, I always say it was, you know, looking back, it was a beautifully designed story by the universe, right? For a <laughs> okay. journey of self-love. It was one of those. I mean, so my story really started when I was first conceived is my mom, when she was pregnant, she went and told my, from the story I was told is she went and told my biological father. And the moment he heard I exist, he left, he existed, he left. So it was that story of, I was abandoned before I was even here. And, you know, and so I was raised with a single mom and she re, she was remarried when I was seven. And, you know, my, my stepfather adopted me. He's my dad. Now I refer to him as my dad, but then they had a child. So now they had that perfect family. When I was 10 years old, my sister was born and I kind of was the redheaded stepchild, pun it, you know, like, and, and I didn't, I didn't really fit in and I didn't feel accepted there either. You know, I felt a little abandoned. It was like, oh, there's the perfect family. Where do I fit into this mess? And when I was 14, I met which I, I joke and I said, I thought it was my savior. I met the man. I ended up marrying him at 14. And he, to me, he, he was my escape from this kind of weird, I didn't feel comfortable in my family kind of unit. And I never really had. I never really had that family 
dynamic that, of course, you look and you see everyone else's family growing up and you think everyone's is perfect, you know, and it's not. But that's what you think. And so I I really attached to this man and we ended up getting married. And honestly, it was all I ever knew. So I had no idea the toxicity in that relationship because I had nothing to compare it to. And so from when we got married, I started having a lot of physical ailments. And so you have to think, I went to school, human biology. I worked in healthcare, worked as a research scientist for the government. Um, and so I had every tip, tool, and technique available to me. But I was in my early 30s. I had numerous miscarriages, ovarian cysts, kidney stones, breast lumps. I had lump uh, numerous lumpectomies. Um, I mean, it was crazy. Um, you know, Hashimoto's, thyroiditis, Raynaud's disease. And I'm in my early 30s. This is like, what's what's happening to me? And nothing worked. And I'm just getting, it seemed like problem after problem. And, uh, you know, and so I ended up having two boys. And when they were about two and four years old, this was that turning moment for me is our, ho our house caught on fire. So we got the, everyone's safe, everyone's healthy. But I remember thinking if my ex-husband wasn't there, I couldn't have gotten them out of the house because I was so unhealthy. And it was one of those moments where I'm like, that's not okay. I'm their mom. I need to protect them. I need to be healthy for them. I can't, you know, and then I start thinking, well, if I'm not healthy now, I'm going to leave them too soon. How am I going to take care of them? How am I going to be the mom I want to be? And that was where I, I, I didn't know what the answer was. I just knew what I was doing wasn't the answer. That's all I knew. And so I started searching on the internet. I don't even know what I was searching. I was frantic. I was stressed. We had just had a fire. <laughs> and I fell into health coaching. And I remember signing up for health coaching. Honestly, I didn't even know what it was. It just called out to me. And when I dove in, I loved it because it was so much about mindset. And none of this was taught to me, uh, you know, in this in Western medicine. When I my human biology training and all of my years in research, no one ever discussed mindset. No one ever discussed how my emotions could be affecting me physically. And then that rolled into life coaching and transformational coaching. And then it rolled into holistic health and natural health. And I started getting healthier, right? The more I started dealing with my traumas and my past, and I actually, what really was the key for me was learning to love myself. I had spent most of my life not thinking I deserved to be loved. And thinking that I was... I was going to be abandoned and left. I wasn't worthy of what everyone else had. And that was really manifesting itself in a lot of physical ailments. And so when I started diving into the natural and holistic health and working on those emotions, working on those past traumas, everything went away, all those health concerns. And so, you know, I, and I left the toxic marriage, which was very, very difficult because I knew that was really a big problem for me. And, you know, and now it's like, I'm in my mid forties. I'm the healthiest I've ever been. All of the, it's funny, all of those symptoms, they feel like a, a, like a dream, like they weren't even real because I started dealing with all of the things that I didn't know I had to deal with. And what blew my mind was if I have all this medical training and I didn't know these simple techniques and mindset and the, my, how strong my emotions were playing physically in my body, I bet there's other people who don't know this too. And we need to tell them. Oh. I agree with that one 100%, you know, because you, you just don't know what you don't know, right? Exactly. And, and again, sometimes we get that intuition, like, I know something's wrong. I don't know what it is, 
I don't know where to go look. And then when you talk to some people, you know, because you kind of reach out to family or, you know, maybe your friends, you know, and they say, ah, you're just making things up. That's that's nothing, right? When somewhere inside it's it's eating away saying, but it is something. There has to be more, you know, so it's that reaching out. What what would you say to the audience when they have that little brain noise and that chatter saying, I know something has to be different. I, I don't know what it is or where to go. What would you share with your, you know, with your clients when they say that? You know, I, I say, listen, at first, right, when the, that is, those words are showing up is to listen, but that's. To me, those are always signs that you're ready to listen, even though you don't know the answer, right? That that always shows up where you're 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 open, and to just be open and to be like, I don't know the answer right now. I just know what I'm doing isn't right, and I and I'm going to trust that I'm going to find what is right, because those thoughts don't pop in unless there's something else waiting to show up that you're ready to now hear. And that's when you start trusting the universe, which is another part of holistic and natural medicine, right? Is that spirituality, that connectedness. And that's, that's normally a sign that that's ready to emerge too, because if there's an imbalance in your spirituality, it will also manifest. You know, I, I really dive into our body isn't just our physical body. It, there's an energetic level, there's an emotional level, there's a spiritual level, you know, and then there's a bliss level where we're, you know, all connected as one, right? In the grand scheme of things. But if something's a little out of balance in any of those areas, it will manifest physically over time. And part of that is understanding there is something greater than you. So when those little voices pop in, that's letting you know that there's something a little bit greater that's ready to come in, that that, that connection's ready to be established and, get, and to be, you know, strengthened. Right. And we have so much information, knowledge, right at our little fingertips, right? You know, Dr. Google is around, right? Mm -hmm. Wikipedia is around. YouTube is around, you know. And so if you're... If you're not sure what it is that you're looking for, and, and maybe you're embarrassed to talk to somebody about it, you know, just put it out there to start some of the research, to be able to start asking maybe better questions, you know, to where you can start getting information and start seeking out different health practitioners Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that are in alternative ways, if you're looking for something other than mainstream medicine, if that's not working for you and, and start asking questions, you don't have to jump into the first one that comes along, but yes. just start that research, right. As to, yes. is there something I can do? What does it mean when I got this going on? So it's not about self-diagnosis, right? It's about understanding what could be a cause behind it and who would be the best person to research out to get some of those answers because it's it really is available and it doesn't matter whether you're out in the wilderness or if you're in the middle of a, a huge city mm -hmm. the information is there if you seek it right Oh, 100%, you know, and I would say, I, and you're exactly right, it isn't about self-diagnosis, it's about self-awareness, you know, and the more you become aware, and I think that's where, you know, really life coaches are huge, and that's where they, that's where their goal is, is that when you don't know the answer, and you're showing up with these questions, and you're like, something's not right, I don't know, life coaches are there, they can help you, 
to really put that connection to the emotions or what else is going on. And that's what I love about life coaches. And I think, yeah, I'm always a big fan. I think everyone should have a life coach because, you know, it's, we're always on this quest of self-development. That's our, that's our journey. And having somebody that a lot of times, you know, you just can't see the forest through the trees and having that kind of objective person to really help, help you recognize and become more self-aware that's when the answers really start to show up. I absolutely, I love life coaches. And I, yeah, I, I think if you have those <laughs> questions where they start to pop up is if find a life coach right. that you resonate with one, right? Find exactly. One you resonate with. Exactly. Cause you know, it, it just may not be a fit, but there's mm -hmm. thousands of them out there. I mean, thousands. back in the day before all of this is out, you know, the only thing that was available was a psychiatrist or a shrink. Right. And you know, and then in school, we had what? We had counselors, right? And um, it's like, they just didn't have that information. And the information wasn't there to give, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like all this, okay, what's going on? But now there's so much more and it's so much easier to access Right. And so coaches over the last couple of decades have been, I mean, that's been a buzzword and it still is, you know, because people do need to reach out. And sometimes it's so much easier to speak with a complete stranger that knows nothing about you that can actually begin to ask you questions. And they're going to listen. They're not going to have something you know, pre, you know, disposed already that they're going to throw it out, out at you because they just want to hurry up and, you know, change the subject or whatever the case may be, you know, so there's someone that are there to listen to what you have to say to help get into the root of what the dysfunction is, right? And so working as a life coach or a health coach, a transformational coach, you know, there's so many different avenues that you can go where, where are your issues lying? You know, if your issues are lying with a financial coach, you, you might want to talk to, you know, with finances, you go to a financial coach, you don't go to a life coach. I mean, you could, they may direct you in another direction, you know? So again, you know, match things up with what you're looking for and go to the expert, mm -hmm. you know? Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You go to the expert and you see which one, you know, feels good. Right. I say the personalities have to match. They have to really, you know, get you excited while you're there. You just, you know, you feel it. And a lot of times a good, I will tell you a good coach, if it isn't the right fit, they tend to know what the right fit is for you. They tend to help you and push you in the right direction. Right. They'll be like, oh, you know, what would be a great fit? I have this person I know. And that's what I love about the, you know, over the years, because it, it, it's grown so much is there's so many different niches and so many different people with expertise in very different areas that you can really, right. you can find it now. Right. And to be able to, to have a coach that will do that, will share and say, I'm not really the coach that you need. It's not my lane. However, I do have someone that I know and trust that could get you that's refreshing to know that they're not just here to take your money, you know, and sometimes that also holds us back, right? It's like, oh, well, they just want my money. So they'll just, you know, say what I want to hear. And, and that's not true. And you will know 
from that first introduction because most of your coaches will give you a 15 or 30 minute consultation to say, hey, are we a fit? You know, to start building that that trusting. And like I said, you know, I know what you had mentioned, a good coach, a great coach will put you in the right direction and put you in the hands of someone that can get the help that you're seeking, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Wow. This has been so much fun. I don't know about you, but I've had a great time. Oh, this been great. Thank you. So Erin, what could you leave the audience with? Do you have like three tips that you can share with the audience that they can walk away here today and start incorporating in their life right now to help them maybe, you know, on their journey, maybe overcome a couple obstacles or to get things started, you know, to make a shift that they're looking for? Yeah, sure. You know, the one I say, I think is the most important that gets overlooked is what do we say to ourselves? is to start paying attention to the thoughts and the things we say to ourselves and ask the question, would I say this to somebody else? Because a lot of times we're so hard on ourselves, we don't even realize it. We say things to ourselves we would never say to another person. We would never, ever hurt someone that way. And, and that's, again, those emotions creating chemical responses. And if you have nonstop, it, like I always say, think about it. If somebody's berated you all day, oh, you're ugly, you're fat, you're ugly, you're fat. Wouldn't that wear you down? Wouldn't you just be burnt out by the end of the day? So when you are to yourself, oh, look at myself in the mirror. Oh, I'm fat today. Oh, look at my wrinkles. Oh, look how ugly I am. What do you think is happening? And so my, my first step is to just really start to be a little cognizant of the things you're saying to yourself and try to, you know, I always joke, be a little bit more loving. Say some nice things. Throw some nice things in there. Um, you'd be surprised the difference that will make in your health is one. Um, second is going along with self-love and is self-care. And we tend to, especially nowadays, is we tend to give, 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 and we don't allow ourselves to receive and we don't give to ourselves. And that also causes a lot of physical disharmony and disease states showing up. And so my second, you know, advice, bit of advice would be to really focus on some self-care. Allow yourself some graciousness. Allow yourself some love. Allow yourself to receive love from others. Allow yourself to receive help. You don't have to just give, give, give. There's a balance because if you keep giving, you're going to end up empty if you don't allow yourself to receive or allow to give to yourself. Um, and just take 15 minutes a day to give yourself a little self-love and a little care. And, you know, allow someone, if somebody wants to help you, allow them. That right there tends to be also extremely beneficial in your overall health is the act of self-care. And, you know, my last bit of advice would be these physical symptoms, these little disease states that show up over time. Um, that's normally the last stop to an emotional or, you know, a physical uh, energetic imbalance. And so when a physical problem starts to manifest is just take a moment and think about when did this start? A lot of times somebody could, something as simple as, oh, I'm constipated. When did it begin? So then a month, you say, oh, I started a month ago. What happened in your life a month ago? Oh, it was the anniversary when my father passed. There's some emotions coming up that are now causing this disruption. Let's dive into that. It's just taking that step back. And it's actually easier to do than you think. So that's my third piece of advice is when the physical symptoms st start, think, you know, show up, think when did they start? And what in your world may have changed or been a little bit difficult at that same time? 
And that normally is the gem of what is the real cause for the physical disease. Exactly. Wow. Those are three very exciting and very easy to incorporate, you know, um, tips to do, you know, and again, that self-care is so important, you know, and if you need to schedule your own time, right, schedule your own time and really begin to listen to all that chatter, but also listen, like you said, in the third, you know, tip, listen to what your physical body is saying to you. When did it start? What was the event that triggered it? Because those things are very, very critical in how we begin to change and shift and take control over what is going on physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually with our lives, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. And they're so easy, right? Yeah. This, a lot of the stuff, is, it's so simple. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, everyone should know because these are really simple techniques where you can take the control back of your own health. Exactly. And look what it did for you, right? Yeah. And yeah. so she's living proof. These things really do work and it is taking charge of who you are and your life. Uh, reach out to Erin. All of her information is going to be attached to this uh, podcast. And if you have questions for her, you know, let us know what you liked most about what you heard here today. Thank you so much for being here, Erin. And we are going to say goodbye for now, and we'll see you on another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Healy, important note, a calm, serene environment is a must. Relax and enjoy. Healy is a portable IMF frequency program that boosts health, vitality, and well-being, the perfect system for in-home use. Frequencies for life. Healy. Scan and shop. Follow and like.